Greetings and welcome to Terrible Reviews, a podcast that will discuss some of our favorite movies. I am your host, Seth Hancock, joined by all, joined as always with my co-host, Michael Bragg. What up, what up? Today's movie is Dodgeball, released June 18th, 2004, directed by Rawson Marshall Thurber, who we may see again in future episodes with We're the Millers and Skyscraper, two wildly different movies and might be episodes for entirely different reasons. Produced by Ben Stiller's team. The casting couch, we have two top build actors today. Vince Vaughn as Peter LaFleur. We may know him from old school Wedding Crashers and the Breakup. And Ben Stiller as White Goodman. Ben Stiller might rehat. Uh, we might see him again in Meet the Parents and Tropic Thunder. Also several familiar faces in this movie. We have Ben's wife, Christine Taylor. I should say ex-wife. Uh, Christine Taylor as Kate Veach, Rip Torn as, as Patches O'Houlihan, Justin Long as Justin, Stephen Root as Gordon, Alan Tudyk as Steve the Pirate, that may get us an explicit right there, Gary Cole as Cotton McKnight, and Jason Bateman as Pepper Brooks. Let's get straight to the terrible synopsis. This Wall Street versus Main Street comedy follows an unimpressive independent gym owner and his even more unimpressive gym members as they enter a dodgeball tournament in an effort to save their soon-to-be defunct gym from demolition at the hands of the globalist fat cats of big fitness, Globo Gym. Now, before we get into this movie and watch it, we're going to do the first category, and that is the foreshadow. We're going to take a look back and use our memory to guide us a little bit and, and rehash some of the things we thought about this movie before we had a viewing. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start off here, Michael. Uh, for me, this was, uh, this was one of those movies when I was in high school that was a go-to. It was uh, and, and carried out through college as well. Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn were hilarious. Ben Stiller's had a, had a fabulous career. And this was kind of that peak Vince Vaughn territory where he had uh, had the initial craze of swingers in 96, then had some hits and misses, but I'd say mostly misses. And now we're in the early to mid 2000s. Suddenly he's resurging as a, as a comedic actor. And I think we were still wondering whether or not he was a, a, an entity at this time. And uh, 2003, he had old school, 2004, Starsky and Hutch. And so coming into dodgeball, Vince Vaughn was suddenly red hot, um, and this kind of peak carried on with Wedding Crashers and the breakup in 2005, 2006. Um, so this is probably the best three years of his career. Um, and then I also remember <laughs> it was one of the first credit scenes that I was really into with the, the fat white Goodman. And then I remember ESPN ate the Ocho uh, as being a big takeaway, and that that was uh, kind of kind of an eventuality that we were going to have to be dealing with probably by by 2021 with ESPN's uh, rapid expansion of networks back then. What were you thinking about, Bragg? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So this movie is a pretty important movie, I guess to me. I wouldn't say it's like it like changed my life or anything, but it's a it's a top ten, top fifteen for me. Um, movie or comedy. No, just overall movie. That's just oh, that's my entire top ten probably is comedies. <laughs> All right, fair enough. That's how I roll. Um, so no, uh, 
if we're gonna give if we're gonna put a grade on it, if we're gonna go English style schooling grade, it's an A for me, from what I remember before we watched the movie. Uh, I remember I saw it in theaters. Same thing as you, high school. It was an appointment type thing. It wasn't like, hey, you want to go to the movie and just see like whatever's on there. It's like, no, dude, we got to go see Dodgeball. Let's go at this time. I think we probably called the number back then to see what time the movies were. High five, five, Filk. Oh, you don't watch Seinfeld, do you? <laughs> no, that's, I don't even know why I laughed at that because that show's not Cause funny. It's funny because so. Seinfeld is funny. That's why you laughed at it. Right. <clears throat> wrong, uh, wrong, wrong episode. But either way, like, there's, I mean, as I said, there's no personal significance to me as far as this movie goes, other than the fact that it's probably one of the most quoted movies for me. Like when we get to the to the gif gifs memes part of the of the pod, it's you're I gonna struggle lie. with that forever, yeah. aren't you? You're yeah. never gonna just pick one and go with it. Okay. No, I can respect that. Yeah, for sure. And I kind of fell in love with Christina Taylor in this movie. Okay, so kind you of. weren't you weren't big on Hey Dude back in the day, because was she in I mean, Hey Dude? I think so. I, I liked Hey Dude, but I didn't. That's how I choose to. That's how I choose to remember it at least. But, I could be so, wrong. So, so with me, this was the first discoverance of Christina Taylor, and then as I go back and I watch other movies like The Wedding Singer, I noticed she's in. I'm sorry, not not Christina, Christine Taylor. Um, I noticed she's in the like in the wedding singer, and I'm like, damn, dude, how did I not? How did I not? Get she plays a great then, bit part. She's she's probably the chick I would have gone for over oh, yeah. uh, Drew. I shouldn't say chick, but she's probably the woman I would have gone for over Drew Barrymore. Person, but I have issues with Drew Barrymore. <laughs> we can talk more about that later. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Uh, but yeah, no, no, no. This movie's uh, this is a big one. It's a big one to check off the list for me, at least. Yeah, this is one of those movies that when you were in college and you were having those. Uh, you know, over 21 parties, uh, you could throw this on in the background on the big screen TV, have it on mute, have some terrible music blaring over the top of it, and people would still just quote the silent quotes the entire time. So oh, yeah. absolutely yeah. can relate to that. All right. So we went ahead and watched this movie like we always do. Um, I just wanted to go ahead and talk to the next segment, which is cliches. So there are several cliches in this movie. Um, I mean, even the tagline of the movie is essentially a cliche unto itself. Um, so that's where we're going to jump off with. One of the first cliches I grasped onto is the underdog story. Now, like almost every sports team, especially sports team comedies, kind of have this makeup, whether it's the replacements, necessary roughness, it's kind of the ragtag team of losers, and somehow they're going to pull this together in the end at least you know the majority of the cases yeah yep and now that you say those movies now i'm like how does this relate and then i was like okay cool uh this one's a hard subject for me to pick out but i wrote down underdog story so i think we're on the same page as far as the the cliches go on this movie for sure all right the next one i had is the honeypot so now this one kind of comes about in a bunch of different ways. Uh, but this is the sudden need for cash or to save something with no traditional way of earning money. So this is the, you know, we either need $50,000 in this case, or we need to save the rec center or whatever the case may be. Uh, I think we're, we're the Millers has a great one of this where he, <laughs> the drug dealer gets robbed now to sell more drugs to make up the, anyways, um, you know, it uses that effectively. Um, so I call that one the honeypot. 
the next one we can get into real quick is this one's another classic sports one. This is the junk to hunk training montage. You always have to have the scenes where where all of a sudden this ragtag shit heap squad of nobodies and ne'er-do-wells suddenly has through usually skilled coaching becomes this talented roster of maybe they can achievers. Um, so I think that's uh, obviously a, a big part of this movie and patches a hula hand. Yeah. Except uh, this one's a, a paraplegic with a bag full of wrenches. <laughs> is paraplegic right? Or is he just a plegic? I don't, I don't know the difference. I, I would say, Oh God. I think it's hand, paraplegic. Handy. Yeah. Let's, I don't know let's what go it with is. That. Yeah. I don't. Yeah paraplegic again educate us in the in the reviews please subscribe download review <laughs> resubscribe download re-download re-review uh my other favorite one i just want to mention quickly is i call this one the free agency um this is when a shit team all of a sudden gets better because of a random guy who moves into town or gets traded to the team uh two of my favorite examples moxon in semi-pro um, he's not, he's not the star they trade for, but he's the glue guy who really pushes them over the top to get into fourth place. Um, and then Jr. in little giants when they, when, uh, oh God, Becky Icebox finds him in the, <laughs> finds him in the grocery store aisles. And all of a sudden he's, he's the quarterback they needed throwing rolls um, of toilet paper. Don't forget <laughs> that part. We wasn't just in the grocery store. The dude was throwing dimes of toilet paper into a shopping cart. Which I'm pretty sure is how every NFL scout has uh, signed their first prospect. That's how the combine is this year because of COVID. They can't do it in <laughs> Indy, so they have to go to grocery stores and throw toilet paper. That makes complete sense. Yep. All right. So was there any I missed? Anything you wanted to add to that? I know those were kind of broad and tried to cover a lot of ground with those. No, I just kept it simple. You know, it, uh, underdog story, big business monopoly I wrote down, but you know. Ooh. Big fan of that. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and segue that into the next category. We're talking best five minute stretch now. Um, So there, there were a few in here. I threw in kind of as tokens just because they were, they were fun little segments here, but I kind of my order and maybe brag, we can, we can go one by one here um, or I'll go first and you can go next. Um, The first one. I know that's how it always works. Uh, and you can choose a winner. You know, we don't have to, I'm not though choosing the winner. We both can choose our own winners. I, I don't want to, Okay. I don't want you to feel Got bad it. about that. All right. All right. So uh, my first one was the car wash and the post car wash scene, that kind of five minutes. Um, I'm always a big fan of a PG 13 bikini car wash. Um, it's always, <laughs> always love having the inside the car view out. Um, that that's always classic. And then when uh, the dude and his dog watch Justin clean the tires and his fingers, his belly button says, <laughs> <laughs> make sure you clean them real good. Like, or something like that or calls him boy. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Justin Long is a personal favorite of mine. He doesn't have much to do in this movie, um, but they go back to the gym and there's the cutout of white. Um, and then they kind of are trying to figure out what to do. And then Justin, uh, the beer can explodes in his face. And for some reason, I don't know why it's so stupid, but that gets me every time. Uh, and then they obviously eventually come across the dodgeball tournament and decide to, I don't know if they exactly decide to enter, but at least discuss it at that time. And then about the only line, I think that, uh, Vince Vaughn has in here, that's even remotely funny. Um, oh shit. I'm, I'm giving away some spoilers here, but, um, his, certainly one of his best lines is in this and it's 
you had me at blood and semen. Yeah, um, I, gotta, so. I gotta take a uh, gotta take one of my one of my lines out now. Yeah, that's we, a classic. Yeah, of course. So, so that was my first one. It's not my favorite. I kind of threw it in there as a token because I had a couple that I I kind of dog-eared before we started watching this that I I knew was I knew were going to be high ups. Um, but that's at least one I wanted to give some credit to because uh, it just gets me every time some of those little little scenes. Yeah, that, that that's a great scene. I mean, it's pretty fairly early on in the movie. See, with me, I'm sitting here writing down almost every other scene. Like the very first thing I wrote down was like whole movie question mark. Like, is the whole movie the best five minute stretch? Like a whole ninety three minute stretch? I, okay, I I'll, 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 just, not, I'll, I'll just give it. It's scene. not broken up so cleanly, so a lot of the scenes kind of blend together. So I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So for me, I guess if we're gonna go in order, um, the lawyer banker white meeting, where where uh, Christine Taylor goes into White's office for the first time and he pumps up his dick or like not his dick, but like the dick area of his shorts a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Reading the dictionary, of course. Um, then, uh, as we'll get to here in just a little bit, uh, can't quite spell his name. Um, you know, comes on W H I T. I was going to say comes on tour, but there's got to be some better wording than that. But uh, approaches her as far as dating. He goes. blatantly hits on her. Yes. I mean, he makes a sexual yes. overture. That's He's incredible. I put an extra A in there. Overture. Overture. <laughs> uh, Sophomore. <laughs> <laughs> Toddler. Um, that's my favorite one. Um, but either way, that guy's got confidence like neither one of us have ever known. So. That's my favorite scene next. So I'll let you take the next one. All right. So my next one was uh, the dodgeball instructional film. Now, this is one of my favorite little mini tropes. I didn't count it in the cliches, um, but Pineapple Express does a great one of these where they go back in time and uh, kind of do the black and white film within a film. Um, it's first off, it starts out with like it's a 1930s German film title, which for me, uh, as a history major, for some reason, that tickles a very warped, funny bone for me. And then immediately goes into mentioning all of these classics, lead paint, Chinese opium den, opium den um, and we get the American Dodgeball Association of America. Um, I love the double, the redundancy of that. Um, and then you have Hank Azaria as young Patches O'Houlihan, which is him just pretty much straight out of the Simpsons. I'm a big Hank Azaria fan. Friend of the uh, show, not our show. Friend of the <laughs> Webitard show. Yes. Uh, they talk about ganging up on the weak kid, the five D's of dodgeball, dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. Um, so that one was a heavy, was a high-ranking one for me. I was a big fan of that. Um, always a big fan of the black and white kind of uh, instructional video within a video within a movie setup. Yeah, yeah. No, Pineapple Express does it great. I mean, right there at the very beginning of the movie illegal yeah <laughs> and then it's just we'll save it for that review that's my all-time favorite movie another four Spoiler hour alert. <laughs> but we'll, yeah we'll um we'll we'll save we'll save that that scene for that movie but uh my next favorite five minute stretch would be the uh the bar scene i think it's a bar scene 
or restaurant the dirty, scene. At the we, Dirty Sanchez? Yes, the Dirty Sanchez. When we meet the Globo Gym team. This was one of the ones I had listed. I'm glad you grabbed this one. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't throw any quotes into this. We'll save some quotes for the quote part. But that you're, part you're tempting for sure. me dangerously. When I will we, try so hard. When we meet, uh, goodness, I wish I would have had the cast right in front of me. Uh man, that ugly Fran. 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 Until For, yesterday. Fran, unpronounceable last name. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'll try real quick. No, I can't. Uh, actually, hold on. No, no, no. Stalin Ovskovich David Divichiski. Bam. Nailed it. So either until yesterday, when we were just uh, you know, I was watching the movie again and I went back through and I was like, oh, I just want to see everybody that's in the movie. Dude, this chick, she's not, I can't say chick, this person that played Mrs. Fran. Pyle is beautiful. Not, she's fantastic. Okay, well, to, to there, there's their points own. where she's to wonderful. Their own. To in Gone own. Girl, she plays Nancy Grace, which is, this, which not beautiful. But anyways, yes. All right, I'll let you have your Missy she's Pyle. She's not Fran, normally. Far from, yes. Yes, that's what I was getting at. So there's that we meet. This is the this is the part in the scene uh, or in the movie where my wife was like, how many times have you seen this movie? Because she actually sat down, sat down and watched it with me where I was doing the. And uh, then that's where she started questioning my entire like. Mental capacity to remember everything from these stupid movies, but I can't remember what time my appointment's supposed to be on next friday or something selective memory it's a wonderful thing all right i'm going to go ahead and uh get into my next one which is uh, i think this is the the big final scene uh which is the average joe's versus globo gym we're talking about the the final match they have the pre-match lineup you have the fran and owen moment uh justin is the last player they're getting their asses kicked and all of a sudden there's a big swing uh when uh, Justin gets distracted by the cheerleader who screams, I love you. Kate sacrifices herself for Peter, only for White to nail her in the face. Um, just some wonderful stuff in there. Then you have the two-on-one. Um, and then you eventually have the one-on-one -on -one finale where it's Peter versus White. Peter uses Patch's scarf as a blindfold and then dodges White's ball, nails him for the win. And then you have uh, some great Spoiler. pepper. Pepper, well, you can't spoil 17. Okay, anyways, yeah. Um, and it just has some really great pepper and cotton from ESPN 8 stuff in there. Um, so that was one that I wanted to hit. And then my last one that I threw in there as token was just the credit scene. There's no point in getting into it now, but um, certainly wanted to throw that in there as kind of a half ranker. Uh, any other ones we missed? Yeah, so this is the last one I wrote down because then from then on out, I was just like, I'm, I'm not going to write down the entire movie. So one of my favorite scenes when Patches meets the team um, right after the bar scene, he goes and he meets the team. Uh, the amount of derogatory stuff that comes out of his mouth in just this scene alone is insane. And then the part I will document that, it all later. Don't yes, worry. The part that gets me every time, like rolling on the ground every time is when <laughs> He just goes, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. And then just immediately picks up a wrench and just fucking launches it right at Justin Long's face. And dude has has all day long to move out of the way, but it just smokes him. Just like perfect acting, 
sound effects, everything right in between the eyes <laughs> the entire time he's talking. He's just down on the ground, just writhing in pain, just screaming, basically. That part is one of my favorite parts. But as I said, the entire movie is incredible. Well, we can't pick the entire movie as the winner. So I'm going to go ahead and let you pick your winner first because I think I chose a very safe pick. Um, so let's see if you can... Uh, Maybe you can surprise us a little bit here. Oh, I didn't even think about picking a winner because I never get to choose the winner. Um, oh, see, I knew the grievance was going to come. All right. My favorite, my favorite, my favorite part, I think my all-time favorite part is when Christine Taylor goes into Ben Stiller's office for the first time with the, so with much the dick pump and the dictionary. and The fake dictionary. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, feel you told like me to, I wasn't expecting you you told me to come could you like, imagine that would be probably pretty similar to like what our ex-president would probably set up a meeting like right anyway so my favorite one uh, <laughs> uh i ended up choosing Oops. the final match uh just because i thought that was the safe pick i think it's kind of the the big ending it's the final showdown of the two main characters that have been battling the whole movie so they face off mano a mano um and then I had to have one that included heavy cotton and pepper. Um, so that was that's the one I went with. It, it may not be the best five minutes. I may think yours is probably the better option. Um, but that's the one I went with. I went safe, and I'm okay with that. That's a good – I mean, that's the one I was leaning towards. But then I just know that that, that scene is just – And it's also a cheat because it's like a 15-minute scene. So, I mean, so I probably good. should have broken it up into three. It's And it's just so good, just from the painting – and it's, the bull by the horns oh god we'll get to some of yes all right i've so, got some of them that he says it's a great segment. yeah i was gonna say that's a great segue because we're gonna get now into the most memorable moment category. can i stop you for just a second because i'm oh, gonna god, forget yes. to tell you this you talked about how justin long gets distracted by the cheerleader so i went and looked up the cheerleader because also very attractive um and please be 18 in that movie at least um so she i went and looked her up this will this will surprise you. Her name's Julie, probably Juli Gonzalo. Yeah. From Argentina. Okay. I didn't know that. She doesn't look Argentinian at all. She does in this picture I'm looking at now, but not in the movie. She's 39 now, by the way. So I think it was all right. No, I, I wouldn't have guessed that, but um I thought that whole storyline was largely unnecessary. Um, but I mean, whatever. You can have her. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let's go ahead and do the segue then into uh, probably one of our favorite categories now is most memeable moment. Now, again, um, I have a big old laundry list because there was too many things um, that just come up in, again, a daily conversation. Because I think that's what we try to gauge this off of. It's not just what's the funniest moment, but also kind of what's, <laughs> what do you use? What can you say in, in daily conversations or, or text or GIF? Um, so so I, I'm going to run through some here. I'll, I'll go through a couple and then you, you let me know what you think. Uh, I'm going to go with a couple here. Um, so getting back to the Justin Long uh, cleaning out the truck tire. Uh, that's it, boy. Get in there nice and deep like. Um, you had me at blood and semen. I'm white, W-H-I-T-E. Um, 
ipso facto, I'm your boss, and uh, we should mate. And then the five Ds of dodgeball, dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. Uh, I, th- I thought those were some some strong ones. Yeah. Okay. So I was trying to keep up with you as far as the ones that you said, but I'm pretty sure I've got a good idea which ones you said. And you didn't start early enough. The, the, the opening scene, we've got Drunken Hussies 3, Backdoor Patrol 5, and Bona Lisa Smile. Like, Tell me you've never said any of those movie titles ever. I mean, since isn't there like a whole... I don't know if... I mean, obviously, we grew up in different places, but I assume similarly that you probably had like those kind of early drunken nights or, or whatever nights where you were just sitting around talking and coming up with fake porn names. I assume that wasn't limited to... No, that was just about okay. All right, whatever. Just the the fake Chicago people up in (laughs) Northeast Indiana, Northwest. Well, know your directions. Yeah, either way, they probably all right. All right, fine. I missed that one. All right, give me a couple more. Uh, Turn it up high, Reggie. I want to burn. That's one we use quite often in the friend group. Uh, I read about it in a book. That one's phenomenal as well uh let's see these are all that is like my entire dude group you include included we'll use all of these all the time god damn you bernice god oh, i had that oh, one oh, i didn't know if you <laughs> all the time balmy blazer yep that one yep obviously the five the five d's of dodgeball already went over those um go ahead and make uh, your jokes mr jokey joke maker yeah there you go yeah <laughs> Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? Oh. But I do it anyway because it's sterile and I like the taste. Nobody makes me bleed my own own blood. blood. Nobody. (laughs) Yep. Hold your phone. She's got a cannon. I feel shocked. (laughs) These are all cotton. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. My next 12, I think, are all cotton. Okay. Oh, am I supposed to stop? Should I stop and let you go? Because I don't think you're going to say this next one. And then I'll stop. This is a quote from a movie, ladies and gentlemen. It's like watching a bunch of retards trying to hump a doorknob when Patches is, <laughs> is talking about how they play dodgeball. Let me say it again. He quotes it because I kind of cracked up in the middle. It's like watching a bunch of retards trying to hump a doorknob. It's not. Yep. You shouldn't I wasn't going to mention word. that one. Yep. Sure thing. Um, I'll, I'll let you go from there. I will mention a masturbation one because apparently that's my thing. Um, average, uh, this is a back and forth between Cotton and Pepper. Cotton says, "Average Joe's has a tough time facing the lumberjacks. These wood, these woodsmen probably haven't smelled a woman in eight months." Pepper, they must masturbate a lot. Cotton. Um, Cotton says, "It's time to separate the wheat from the shaft, the men from the boys, the awkwardly feminine from the possibly Canadian." right uh and then here's here's a couple pepper ones in a row ouch town population you bro yeah uh oh god here's a white one uh i don't think i'm a lot dumber than you thought that i think i thought i once i was once <laughs> i knew i couldn't get through it i got to the last two words yeah. damn it uh another one he says jody loves chachi yep. again yep. terrible it's so stale now but it still makes me laugh so uh okay getting back to pepper Usually you pay double for that kind of action, Cotton. Yep. Pepper needs new shorts. Yep. F and A, Cotton. F and A. Yep, that's right. So uh, the only ones that you missed, for me at least, were Word Cotton. Always say Word Cotton all the time. Uh, Pepper needs new shorts. F and A, Cotton. 
Yeah, so it's just like it, cotton the entire time. Not cotton, pepper the entire time. Just a fucking quote machine, dude. Jason Bate. Well, never mind. We'll we'll hold on for uh not the next segment, but the segment after that, so I can talk about Jason Bateman. Oh my oh, goodness, sounds good. All right, so where are we going? Is there a winner for you? I know I've seen you use probably about five or six of these in our text probably in the last, I'll say, two months. Um, do you have a winner? I'll go ahead and let you go first. Make it's, you feel important here. It's probably just an all-time winner. It may not be my favorite, but it's probably the one I've used the most, and it's probably F&A Cotton. God damn it, we did it again. Same one? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, it has to be. <laughs> it has to be. Because you can use it in any setting because there's no cussing, and everybody's like, even if they don't know what it's from, at least they're like, oh, FNA. Yeah, sure. I at least, I don't know. Yeah. It's just so relatable, I think. Yeah. Yep. FNA cup. And, know, oh, yeah. And he throws it away too. Like he, he doesn't even hit it hard. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't pay attention, it's hardly even there. Um, so yeah, I'm glad we, I had a feeling we were going to see similarly there. All right. Let's get to the next line item here. We have the clock check. So, um, I'm going to go first here. Uh, I did check the clock one time during this movie. I felt kind of bad about it. Um, They had already gotten to the final match and it just felt like there was so much time left. And I was trying to figure out, I was like, I think there's, there's gotta be like half an hour left. And sure enough, there was, I checked at 104.32. I just, you know, I just, I was trying to figure out, I was like, this, this is already, this has to be almost over. Uh, but then they threw in some filler scenes with Lance Armstrong, Chuck Norris, and that scene with Joyce um, at the end. So, I, you know, I, I guess it seems a little, uh, I don't know, I guess that last scene's a little longer than I, I remembered. Yeah, I did not check the clock. Um, but that that last scene, like the whole, the whole like breakdown by Vince Vaughn and then um, the Lance Armstrong scene. Did not age well. No. No, not at all. No. Um, when he's sitting there going through, like, did you have brain cancer and testicular cancer? cancer? Testicular cancer? And I'm like, did you fucking take Did you have 18 or... friends commit suicide within a week of each other? Yeah, I, oh, I didn't shit. get it. Yeah, no, that's the that's the worst part of the movie. But it's not even that well. It's like three minutes, four minutes long, maybe. Um, but no, I didn't check. Didn't check it at all. Good for you. Um, <laughs> let's get into the award season. Uh, let's go ahead and take a look at MVP first. Um, I had only two candidates for MVP. Uh, one of them was a joint. Uh, I, I felt bad separating them. Um, let's go with, I'll go first with Gary Cole and Jason Bateman as Cotton McKnight and Pepper Brooks. Uh, we've already mentioned pretty much every single one of their uh, their back and forth and their one-liners. Uh, I don't think we need to go through all those again, but just their uh with cotton as the straight man his reactions and setup to pepper are fantastic the whole jason bateman his hair his sunglasses chewing the gum that fucking awful neck tattoo i mean it's everything you would expect from espn 8 the ocho the motocross jersey oh god i miss the hair yeah 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 the sun did you say the sunglasses too i said the hair and the sunglasses yeah okay um it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. I think that was one I, I left off just because I wanted to make sure to mention it here. Um, I felt bad separating them because I think you know, Jason Bateman could have stood alone in this. Um, but Gary Cole as kind of the, the duo playing off each other, I think just works really well. 
I just thought of one. Did you say he's ballless cotton? Do you remember that one? I do. I didn't he say that. He doesn't have one. any balls. He's ballless cotton or whatever it was. That <laughs> one I can't believe. He doesn't have any balls. Either. Yeah. <laughs> and he ends everything with cotton. Everything yeah, has everything's I mean... <laughs> cotton. Yep. So did uh do you want me to do mine and then yeah, we'll pick a go, winner? Go ahead and do, you do your next pick your MVP. Well, I, I have a feeling the next one we might share. So I'll go ahead and let you do the next one. If not, I'll I'll hit it next. Uh well, I've got four. So you just want to do one at a time? Yeah, you, you, you go. Yeah. Mine the, the first one is obvious. The first one's Vince Vaughn. That's that's my MVP on the first one. I don't think he's gonna win it. I'm just telling you, I got four candidates. Okay. Give me another one. In order. Vince Vaughn. Justin Long. Okay. I know you don't think he had that big of a part in the movie, but he does do the the whole cheerleading stuff at the beginning and gets hit in the face with a wrench with and Mary, Death, but Mary Beth Dunberg falls on it yeah anyways yes. yeah yeah the noise that she not that she makes <laughs> but that her legs make when she gets up off the top of him oh my god uh and then I had uh what I consider maybe not but possibly he's in he's in the running for our generation I think goat Ben Stiller of comedic actors of like yes. the nineties and two and yeah first decade and a half, maybe two thousands. Yeah. yeah. And then I got Jason Bateman. I don't have Gary Cole in there. I think Gary Cole's great. Pineapple Express, he's in there too. So but I, I didn't think he was MVP worthy. Maybe like sixth man. Yeah. Oh, he was a great role player for sure. Yeah. I uh Ben Stiller was my second one. Um I said aside from the sexual harassment storyline, I think he brings a lot of positivity to it. Um, I do think that, uh, he has the best arc of the movie as well. I mean, essentially he's playing Tony Perkis from heavyweights, um, and then eventually turns into fat fuck McGee at the end. Um, so that just, that whole idea of that arc is, is hysterical. I love his confidence. Just, he's a bumbling egotistical buffoon, but at the same time, he plays it like everybody wants this and like, <laughs> like it's working. <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, the pumping up his cod piece, like you talked about, the all that stuff from that scene um, is all just fantastic. And um, also my favorite little thing is all the marketing of him in the Globo gym where he's on the big screen. He's like, you got lazy with that rep, Trevor. And, you know, he's like giving uh, personalized advice and encouragement to, to different weightlifters or gym members. He um, walks so, by the, the perfectly shaped woman that walks by him, like fine, skinny, whatever. Cellulite meeting uh, tomorrow at 12 a.m. or 12 or at 12 noon or whatever it was. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Can you imagine hey, like, quick... the conf- like the false sense of confidence to think that you can go up to a woman and be like, um, You'd be really attractive if you didn't have such a fat ass. Like, what? <laughs> like, where does that come from? I just think that's, I think, why right? it's so brilliant. That's crazy. That's like my brother, like 2006. <laughs> that's the kind of confidence you have. Unearned but, uh, and unchecked confidence. Yeah, weird. <laughs> um, so I was just thinking about this when you were talking about So I had written down, obviously, I'm a big heavy, heavyweights fan too, but uh, t- the Tony Perkis thing. And then I was thinking about the roles that Ben Stiller's played. All-timers, because some I mean, of his best roles are the movies he's not even, like, the star of. Like, where he just... But maybe outside of maybe outside of Tropic Thunder, he always plays kind of like the like the lovable loser. Heartbreak or, kid. 
<laughs> yeah, see? Or meet the parents, meet the Falkers. Yeah. Like he's always screwing something up. Or or he plays the jackass. So he's white uh white reality goodness. bites. He plays a super like yuppie preppy dick. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's the he's the nursing home dude. Oh god, Happy yep. Gilmore. And he's Tony Perkis. Maybe he's not the greatest of all time. He's he's fantastic. He's one of my he's, favorites. Of he's all probably time. on the I hate to use the Mount Rushmore term, but he's probably whatever I don't know, whatever that top billing is of our generation, he's at least in that in that tier for sure. Yeah. Did you have any other ones? I I know once no, we once we agreed four. on Ben Stiller. Uh, I, had Chris, I, lost I had Christine Taylor in there. I had her in there and then I took her out. I know it seems probably not 2021, but uh, I mean, you either like it or you don't. I don't think there's... I mean, I like her face. I okay. didn't love the way that her whole role... And, I mean, it was, we she can was talk good at some yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a feeling I have a feeling that'll come up. All right, I'm going to go ahead and declare my winner. Um, I Again, I, I leaned into the Gary Cole and Jason Bateman as uh, there was kind of like an old-school comedic duo, like your old Abbott and Stellos, where they had the straight man and the funny man. Um, I just thought it was great chemistry. Every line was a home run. Uh, it just really kind of encapsulated what I expect from ESPN 8 Dojo. Yeah, and that's my winner, too, is Jason Bateman. Um, I'm just sitting here trying to look it up. Monday Night Football 2004 crew. I'm trying to think if they would have put... Dennis Miller? Or is he? Oh, would he have been gone by then? Um, They've had such weird crews over the year. Tony so, Kornheiser. Let's see. Color commentator 2004 would have been John Madden. So it would have been yeah. John Madden and Al Michaels. Oh, Al Michaels. So yeah. imagine imagine those two calling this game. Or the, any of these but games. not in their 80s be... and white-haired? Yeah, but that's that's the normal go-to. So like, if you look yeah. at like Waterboy, they've got... Yeah. Uh, ESPN dudes, and they've got Dan Fouts, Dan Fouts, Brent Musburger. Yeah, they've always got serious commentator people, but this was just beautiful, beautiful acting. By oh, not he didn't even act; he just was like, man, whatever, fuck it, I'm just gonna show up and just. Yeah, I was gonna say you could tell he just showed up on a soundstage, picked out some outfits, and said, "We're gonna figure this out and just improv (laughs) off each other." (laughs) I would love. We'll have him on. We'll have him on at some point. We'll just ask him. Hey, was this all improv? When like, is no, season, everything when was is season four out, coming every out. Spacing was, every spacing was intended. Yeah, no, I just think I just think they were hitting home runs and just had this great uh, rapport with each other. It certainly worked. All right, so let's talk about things that didn't work. Uh, and, and let's talk about LVPs. Uh, do you want to go ahead and go first with, uh, I had, well, let's go ahead and say I had, oh boy, more than I thought I did. Uh-oh. I have four. Uh, one. Okay, let's. You go first, then get yours out of the way. So this is obviously going to be my winner as well. So, uh, so congratulations to uh, Mr. Alan Tudyk. Not a big fan of Steve the Pirate. <laughs> Not necessary to have a fucking pirate. He played like zero role, pivotal role in any nothing, nothing. And then that like little that whole part that we were talking about, like the clock check part where he's like depressed pirate getting shit thrown at him and, and, uh, on the, the flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, sorry. That was a we'll quote into that later. The quote from the movie. It's okay. Yes. Um, I'll defend myself. Yeah. So yeah, no, he's totally unnecessary. No offense to him. If he listens. Um, so he's my winner. He's my least valuable 
player. Yes, I would say that as far as an actor is concerned, there's nothing wrong with him. I think the part was was more unnecessary. It didn't really give him anything to do. Um, let me go ahead and get into mine. I had two that I thought were worth mentioning, but aren't really serious cons- uh, contenders. Uh, one I mentioned already was White Goodman's sexual harassment and borderline stalking of Kate. Um, I love that scene where he shows up at her house kind of unplanned, um, but that is problematic, um, just to say the least. Um, I also threw in Peter Lafleur's financial acumen and leadership skills. I mean, like, has he never heard of Quicken? I mean, I think you and I can handle our own taxes at this point. The fact that he can't do any kind of invoicing for <laughs> for bills um, or handle his own taxes seems to be just uh, kind of pathetic. And then every time that he gets offered any kind of leadership position, he immediately essentially runs away. Um, and so it's just kind of, you know, it's kind of a shitty guy in a lot of ways um and so you know kind of a bad you know he didn't really want to be saved um so it's really hard to have kind of an anti-hero lovable loser whatever you want to call him um who has no real (laughs) urgency to have a redemption story um so i thought that was just kind of weird um and then my two most serious contenders are definitely um what i would call symptomatic of each other um, and so it's getting to some heavy hitting here. Uh, the first one is this movie's handling of sex and sexuality. Um, so Patches in general, I know he was a favorite of yours, is just quite an issue. Um, Dwight, uh, the lone, oh God, crazy eyes killer. Um, the, lo- the lone, like, uh, I guess he's not the lone black guy because almost all the black guys uh, on the Globo gym uh, but um, he assumes that Kate is a lesbian because she can throw a dodgeball. Um, And then of course, Patches has his line after that, that is awkwardly, unfortunately funny. Um, I had it written down and I took it off because I was assuming you did not want me to put that on the podcast. (laughs) We had the random driver I mentioned who yells at Steve, the pirate fag for, for no apparent reason. Um, and then they throw in that, they, oh, there's two other things. They throw in the scene at the end where Kate fakes that she's getting ready to kiss Peter only for Joyce to show up out of nowhere. They make out seemingly confirming that Kate is a lesbian only for Kate to then say, I'm not a lesbian, I'm bis- bisexual and then kisses Peter too. And it's just so weird because I felt like in that time that like, bisexuality for for girls was like the hottest thing ever like everyone ate every guy aged 13 to 49 was just like a hard cock every time they heard bisexual um and so i just thought it was this weird lazy kind of scene that was just so superfluous and this idea that every guy loves bisexual chicks uh, i just thought it was and then so like even if she kisses this woman and even if she is bisexual like she's then immediately kissing this other guy. So what is she in an open relationship? Are they polyamorous and bisexual? Like there's just so many boundaries that are un- are crossed and undefined and there's just no reason for it. Um, and then <laughs> the other stupid thing that makes me laugh and I hate to admit it is the SNM related humor. Like look how funny leather and chains fetishes, fetishists are. And it just seems like it's kind of a, a fetish shaming incident. Um, so again, I, I guess in the long run, that's probably the the modest of the insults. Um, but certainly, it just seems to be. Uh, I don't know. Look at these weird fetishists. Ah, it's crazy that people have sex differently than missionary style. Woo! I don't. So, know. Sorry to break it to you. Oh God! 
this was a comedy oh. and this was probably directed towards people between the ages of 14 and 39. So everything yeah, you're complaining about, yes, 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 everything you're complaining about is exactly what they wanted to do. And it worked. It does. It, unfortunately, it does. When you were, you would have been 18. Right? I laughed at every single one of those. Yeah. I absolutely did. And I, I laughed at about half of them this time too. And um, I caught myself and it made me think. Um, and so my last one is the main purveyor of most of these unfortunate comments. And that's Patches O'Hulahan. Well, I, should, I should specify old Patches O'Hulahan. I don't want to incorporate Hank Azaria in any of this because he's wonderful in it. But let's go through some of the awful things he says, including what you've also said before. It's like, it's like watching a bunch of retards trying to hump a doorknob out there. Patches calls Justin queerbait, calls Kate a dyke, calls Kate a lesbo, calls Peter a, a queer, he drinks his own piss. Uh, it just seems like he's trying way too hard to be like outrageous and terrible. I forgot, and I, I forgot this line real quick. Hold on. I forgot this. It's from him. Tomorrow we're going to pecker slap those global gym <laughs> bastards. <laughs> Fucking word pecker. The word pecker. The word pecker is so funny. Peckers. We're going to pecker slap those global gym bastards. I, I remember crying in the theater crying when i saw this yes there are moments however in the broadest sense of the ideas of where we are as a society in 2021 i find it objectionable and i think that patches O'Hulahan was the lvp of this movie i just oh i just wish that whole that whole character could have been different those men and that muff diver believe in you <laughs> Oh, I forgot. Well, yeah, because Muff Diver, I guess, isn't offensive. Well, maybe if we call a <laughs> lesbian a Muff I don't, I don't know how that works, no, no. but yeah, it's not ideal. <laughs> so I'm declaring him the winner. Uh, oh, oh, and when, <laughs> oh God, I was so happy when he died. <laughs> I love the smell. How did I miss this? How did I miss? I love the smell of queef in the morning. What? Where was this? I don't. I have no recollection of that. I mean, and I'm pretty sure I watched the edit, the unedited version, and like any extra scenes. I don't remember that. I don't know. You're about oh, as well. useful as a poopy flavored lollipop. Oh God, yes, that was a. See the stuff where he's not being misogynistic, you know, <laughs> engaging in hate speak. <laughs> God damn it, I snorted. Uh, you know, he is pretty funny. Uh, or drinking his own piss because it's sterile. Oh God! When he's in the when he's in the wheelchair and he says, <laughs> and he's, I like the he's got to grab it by its haunches and hump it into submission." <laughs> when he's humping in the wheelchair, that's <laughs> oh, it's so good. All right, some of it works. I I am admitting to this. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying I agree I'm, with. I'm a woke ass male. Right. Damn it. Yes. Oh. Uh. All right, we need to move on because this is just going to devolve. All right, our next category is Moonlighting. So this is where we take a look at the Oscar contenders uh, from this would have been the 2005 Academy Awards and see if any of these, uh, if any of the main categories should have been considered. Um, so let's go ahead and take a look at some of the big movies from that year were Aviator, Million Dollar Baby, and Sideways. It was kind of a, kind of a weak year for the Academy. Um, but even that said, I didn't have anything that I was willing to nominate for an Oscar. No, no. 
No, I don't think so. I mean, okay. there, there were some great acting jobs. I mean, Rip Torn. Rip Torn was fantastic. Ben Stiller, fantastic. Yes, as far as the characters they played, yes, absolutely. Yeah, but no, not, no. All right. I agree. We can let's go ahead and move on. Yeah. Uh, so let's get to the catch-all category. Uh, so this is just anything that we may have missed uh, that should be considered in here. I did have one thing in here that I thought was worth mentioning. Um, and this goes contrary because I know you did have him listed in the MVP category. And I just wanted to say I did not have Vince Vaughn as an MVP or an LVP contender. I thought he still works and does very admirably as kind of a straight man. Uh, but he really doesn't have any funny laugh out loud lines, uh, except for maybe the blood and semen part. Um, but I, I really didn't, I feel like kind of felt ambivalent about him. And, and especially from the front of the movie where I said, uh, or from the podcast, I said that I thought he carried large chunks of this movie. Um, I don't quite remember it that way on, on this most recent viewing. Was there anything you missed? No, but sorry, it, uh, you I missed, yeah, there's a couple things. There's three things, I think. Um, the but to, with the Vince Vaughn thing, I, I think he's just a he's the perfect person cast for what they wanted out of this character, which is like a kind of a lazy, slightly sarcastic, just like you know, kind of a little bit of fast talking, like a little bit of wisecracking dude. Uh, I think it just works. So, yeah, I, I now that you say that, it's like, yeah, he wasn't like super funny but some of the things he said were like meh like <laughs> kind he of did a lot of setups he did the, he was the assist the assist guy for a lot of a lot of good bits i'll yeah. definitely give him that yeah so uh, a couple things uh the globo gym logo uh it's, it's the same thing as georgia and the packers and grambling same little g that everybody uses thought that was interesting uh this movie was an inspiration to the Disney Corporation and ESPN because the ESPN, the Ocho is a real thing now as of two years ago, three years ago, something like that. But yeah, it's a real thing. So that's cool. And what then, you, what, uh, do you, what do you mean a real thing? I it's need a real clarity. thing. I remember, really I remember there being it. like commercials for it. No, but... you haven't seen it. I, I don't think I've watched anything on ESPN in five years, dude. So ESPN, the Ocho, let's look it up real quick. They, it's legit, dude. They have like, uh, let's see, ESPN's the Ocho. There's stone skipping, sign spinning, marble. Oh, racing, okay. Yes. Yes. I, I have, yes. So, like, during the pandemic, they use that a lot once all, once all sports shut down. Okay. The, they were still during a pandemic, but, um, at the earlier parts of the pandemic, once everything shut down, they brought the Ocho back in and they replayed some. Of, they had dodgeball they had like just weird things like like uh dress up like a horse and play water polo or something I like wanna, just weird shit i want you to just close your eyes for a second remember a simpler time 10 15 years ago maybe even more where espn actually showed sports and they showed games you're just, you're just talking they about they show more games. obscure sports. They show games. They watch like Iron Man competitions. They show games. That's ESPN too. <sighs> Back in the day, never Channel Twenty Seven. Is that like motocross on? ESPN Anyways. was Channel Twenty Six. ESPN Two was Twenty Seven. Just like you wouldn't even have the box. Like the cable would just come out of your wall into the back of your TV, and you'd oh, have yeah. like seventy-four channels. 
Spice Channel was on like 96 or something like that. Um, so the other thing we missed and you missed actually Mr. Woke, the incredible, crazy racial stereotypes of the dodgeball teams, like the Asian team, the all black team, like the germ, even the German team, like they're all giant white dudes. Like Hasselhoff, of course. Yeah. And Hasselhoff. I'm really surprised that that wasn't part of your woke LVP breakdown. I'm, I'm willing to forgive certain things, I guess. I don't know. The, the, I think they even said something like, uh, the, they called it like the, like the inner city squad or something. Like yeah. And they even called one of the Japanese guys, Toyota Suzuki, <laughs> something that they gave him a lot like Yamamoto as his last name. Yeah. Uh, again, those were embarrassing chuckle moments where I didn't want to have to admit to. So that's probably why I left them off. Uh, thanks for getting me to admit that on air. Appreciate that. Good looking out. It was the, it's so, so the team names, Average Joe uh, skills with a Z that oh God, kills. Yes, with skills that kills. Yep. Yes, and then the Japanese the team. The Japanese team were, were the kamikazes. Oh God! Yeah, and there's a team called the Mulchers, and I don't want to go with probably who was on that team. I never did get a good look at all the teams listed in the brackets. Yeah. I probably should have paused. I, that this was the some. first time I've seen it where it said where where it said Moose Knucklers. That's the <laughs> Canadian team. I'm assuming, of course. And then the clown clown punchers. I don't know what that means. Team Blitzkrieg. Obviously, that's Germany. So, uh, yeah. So that's that's all that we left out of that part so far. All right. Let's go ahead and transition then into one hitters. Um, so this is where we have to talk about my mom's questions. Uh, so let's go ahead and get through these real quick. Did this movie make you laugh? This was an easy one. That's a yes. Yes. Uh, I, I, of course, put Pepper, Cotton, White, and Goodman. Those will, uh, I think, no matter what age you are, will at least give you some enjoyment. Uh, let's go with Cry. No. <laughs> think? No. No. Educate? No. No. Good. All right. That sounds about right. All right. So let's get into the next section here. We're talking about greener grass. Now, is there a, I know we talked about a lot of the cliches up top. And so some of that's what I use a little bit for this section. Um, but is there a better movie or a similar movie out there that you can think of that, that kind of is dodgeball adjacent? Mm, not for me. No. Okay. I mentioned a couple of the ones up front that I that I thought had a lot of parallels. Um, pretty much 90% of sports movies, I think you can tie into this because there's just all the same story over and over again. Um, but I highlighted Semi-Pro and The Replacements. I uh, just kind of thought they were that kind of lovable losers. I don't know. Um, you know, I, I don't really think it's better, or I don't think any of those are really better necessarily. Um, but I do think that the, the good thing about dodgeball is that it doesn't take itself too seriously. And so where a lot of those comedies, like the replacements, certain parts don't work because I think they try to take themselves too seriously. Um, so, th you know, this kind of comedy works throughout. Um, so it's not the best movie. It's not the best comedy. I know it's one of your favorites. 
um, but it works and, and that's undeniable. So I think, I think that's, that's where I went with that at least. Not sure if that's the right answer, but oh well. Mm-hmm. It's better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's not dwell on that too long. Let's move on to modern movies. So this is where we take a look at if this movie could be made today uh, and kind of how. So, Michael, what what do you think? Is this a movie that could be made today? And if so, how does it come out? So I said it's not even that old. So, yeah, yeah, it could be remade maybe as a sequel. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, a sequel or a reboot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how we would do a sequel, but we'll figure it out. Probably a reboot. It would come back out in theater, obviously. Yeah. So I guess if we... Well, see, that's the thing. If I did a sequel, if we redid it, we did a sequel. Maybe we're like, there's no White Goodman anymore. Obviously, like he maybe isn't on like the opening credits just to do something funny. But, um, so I've got I've got Vince Vaughn and Taylor, the same people, still running everything, dating each other, married, maybe some kids. New villain, The Rock. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, or Kev- I, I had Kevin Hart, but I can't put Kevin Hart. In I, just, I can't. <laughs> All right. So I, I definitely agree with you. This movie definitely still works today. I uh, Most comedies these days have fairly deep casts. So this really plays into a lot of those kind of character actors and improv actors of comedic actors of today that are popular. So I definitely think this could be made. Uh, probably going to be, uh, I feel like Netflix has been trying these comedies where they throw 10 funny people into a cast and hope it appeals to, you know, everybody in the world. Um, but I think it works best as kind of a, a summer tentpole comedy. And how I reimagine this is, um, so again, I thought of for White Goodman, uh, the first name I wrote down and crossed off was The Rock. I thought just like you, like he's a giant beast. He he works well in a gym. He can make somebody feel like shit for being scrawny. I mean, it works, but he's also not. I know he's in comedies. I'm making that face again, um, but I don't think he's funny or comedic in any way. So I crossed him out and I thought of a different wrestler who's been in some funny movies lately. And that is John Cena. I would I would have to ask that he never wear gym shorts. <laughs> I would have to Cena make him swear to not wear jean shorts, but that uh I think we can work around that maybe. No jean shorts and no headbands on your biceps. What about bro. what about butt chugging? Can we at least have him butt chug? <sighs> we can All right. do a butt chug. Um so for Kate Veach, I had Brie Larson. Um, I have been watching a lot of Instagram videos of her working out. <laughs> God, that's shameless. Oh my God, that is the creepiest <laughs> shit I've ever heard in my life. Dude. All right, let me defend oh myself. My God. She, because she's Creepy in that. MCU again. I don't watch MCU, so you have to tell me whoever she is. I don't know who she is. I don't watch okay, that well, shit. I don't, what is MCU? Marvel. What is Marvel? What is the C for? Cinematic Universe. Are we doing this? Okay. Oh my All right. Anyway. I know I legitimately had no idea what you're we talking We had like about. a 50 text thread about this earlier. Okay. Anyways. I ignore oh, yeah, it. Too, I don't want. Too. But anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag. Sorry. Uh, God damn. Uh, 
so yeah, Brie Larson. Anyways, she's she's working out so she can buff up for like whatever she is in MCU. Uh, anyway, she's in her I think early thirties. She's super attractive. I think she works. She could be. Anyways, what I was saying is she can play athletic. Okay, that's all I was trying to get to. Um, and then for Peter Lafleur, uh, I think I keep falling back on this guy as default because he kind of works for a lot of these different types of comedies. And I put Seth Rogen. Um, I think he. I can at least see him kind of throwing a dodgeball. I don't know if, I don't, I don't know how much he can do the physical um, or I should say the athletic stuff, but I, I think at least he could be goofy. I think it would be really funny to see him do anything athletic. I want to say there's a, <laughs> one of the movies he's in, he throws something and it's real. It looks like me trying to throw left-handed. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, I can't remember what movie that is that he's in that he throws something. But man, I I get what you were going for, but I'm not sure he's the right person. Yeah, I could be wrong. All right, let's move on to over under. So this is where we swap in one actor to make the movie better. Uh, and then we also swap one actor out to make the movie worse. So let's go ahead and get into how we can make this movie better. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm playing on a similar theme again here with old patches of Houlihan. I would, again, there are, <sighs> begrudgingly, I'll admit, certain parts of him uh, that work. And certainly him as an actor, uh, he he has talent. He's very good in most things. And he even shows off quite a bit of range here. I have to admit all of those things. But I would love to have seen kind of Hank Azaria in old person makeup, just play both the young and the old Patches of Houlihan and maybe reshape the humor a little bit to be less antagonistic. Yeah, you're taking out, you're taking out a big dog. I couldn't take out any big dogs. Okay. So I what, agree what, with it. I what love little pup you taking out? Woof, woof. Taking okay. out two little pups. One of them you really like, I think, and I think he's. I didn't think he was that good. Uh, but I'll start with the first one, <clears throat> and I'm, I'm putting in, I'm taking out some little pups, putting in okay. some big pups. All right. Okay. Now, just to give everybody an idea, just look this up to make sure this would actually work financially. Budget for the movie was twenty mil. It made one hundred and sixty-eight mil at the box office. Crushed. So, just crushed it okay so let's throw and i said his name just a minute ago let's throw kevin hart in for chris williams who the fuck wait i thought chris you said williams? you were i thought you said <laughs> i thought you were saying big dog he's he's a little dog is, he's well, a little. as okay, far as okay, his name cool. goes it's big dog okay i'll let you have that i'll let you, you know, have yeah, that go you know for what I'm saying? and yeah and i was thinking and you got to think about it i think I think when we say think a little bit more, uh, Ed Helms for Stephen Root. Okay, yeah, I can see him getting his ass. He beat can by play. An Asian he wife. can play yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then he's also like somewhat able to. Gotta yeah. be more athletic. He's got. I be love Stephen Root. Yeah, and he doesn't look. I don't like him. See, I don't like him. I don't oh. like him at all. I don't even really like him in office space. <sighs> I'm gonna invite yeah. all your friends over. We're yeah. gonna have an intervention for you, a, a Stephen, a Stephen That's fine. intervention. Uh, a, I had never even heard of him until oh, I looked up his poor name. Guy. Okay, all right. I'll yep. let you have your moment. Do you feel big and strong now? Sure. Feel powerful. <laughs> yeah. All right. I do. 
fucking stupid. So now that you've made this here. movie so much worse, I mean better. Um, how how would you how would you make this movie worse? I've got some some good ones. I have I some, some good ones. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna start with I'm gonna start with what ones I consider the lazy picks. I've got three, so two of them are for Vince Vaughn. One of them's I'm gonna go uh, Kevin James. Yeah, Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Okay. And then this is the super lazy one because I've used him I think in all three of them so well, far. I used Kevin James uh, I think so, in one of them too, but yeah. Uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone for, <laughs> for uh, Vince. Vaughn. <laughs> the only problem is is he would be kind of like ripped. And owning that gym, and then it would be pretty, pretty fucked up that he would lose a gym and be that ripped. I just can't imagine him having one. a conversation with Marble Mouth. Just okay, okay, we're gonna. I know you've made out with her, but we go make out too now. <laughs> <laughs> so the big one, it actually hit me this morning. I threw this in there this morning. Oh, this is good. This is good. Rob Schneider for Ben Stiller. <laughs> Imagine Rob fucking <laughs> Schneider, 2004 Rob Schneider, like the animal. Oh, I, I own the uh, animal. Shut up. Dude, is that on? That needs to be on the we list. Can add it's it. not on the list. <laughs> who's the, who's the, uh, the female actor? She's a movie? woman who was on the first season of Survivor and did nothing else. She's kind of hot. Yeah. Oh, she? she's beautiful. Yes. She's the reason yeah. I watched them. Oh, anyways, let's go. Can we say hot? Yeah. Okay. I judge her superficially as attractive. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. And she's all grinning so, yeah, out too. Never mind. Those yeah, mine. 2001, podcast. the animal. Yeah. Holy cow. Good stuff, though. Terrible, mm-hmm. terrible, good movie. Tom Brady's in that movie? Oh, different Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jordan's Colleen in this movie. Haskell. Colleen Michael Haskell. C. Jordan. Michael. Michael C. Jordan. She doesn't even have a uh, picture. There no, she, she does. Yeah. What's her name? Haskell. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. she's she's not who I was thinking. She's okay. Oh, she's okay. Oh, she's... Okay, we, we'll talk about it. We'll get to it. She doesn't it. listen. Right. <laughs> Anyways, um, I I would live in a tree with her for a couple of weeks if I had to. <laughs> What's it? Her vagina. All right. So for me, uh, did you have any other ones? No, okay. I, I need to stop before we get in trouble. All right, I'll call off the call off the dogs, the little dogs and the big dogs. All right, um, so I so I mentioned this earlier, um, and I thought about it, and I almost went back on it. But you're right; I think some of the characters you swapped out are kind of easy. Um, but I thought if you take Christine Taylor out again. I'm a big fan of her. You're a big fan of her. We're we're gonna agree with that. So making it worse, uh, I said was Drew Barrymore. Oh, I could just uh, just her whole fifty first dates version of just like oh, this is a ball, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It just why? Who is she? Me. Again, here I go. We're just before we even get off the ground, I'm just gonna fuck the whole thing up. Who is she attractive? Tom Green. To? Tom Green loves her. Still does, I think. She's cool. I feel like I'd chill with her. Like she'd be like a cool friend. Like oh, in 1993, I would have gone to the Viper Room with her in a heartbeat. I don't know what that means. Illegal and underage. What does the us, Viper but... Room mean? What does that mean? Uh, it's where uh, Joaquin, bro- ha- <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix's brother died of an overdose outside of. 
Rivers, River Phoenix, who was like the greatest actor of a generation. Is that this one? Or yeah, it... yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah. So no, I I've never understood yeah, I don't, I what don't, happened don't... to her. Where did she? Did something oh, happen? I'm sure she's she's doing Santa Santa Clarita Diet, San Diego mm. Diet. What happened to Renee Zellweger? She would have been a good one to throw in there. She too. just won a she just won an Oscar last year. She did? For the worst oh for the worst fucking movie I've seen in a long time. Didn't she have something going on with her face or something like that? Like surgery? Didn't or something? she or does she continue to have something going uh, on? I I don't face? I have no idea. I don't pay attention. I don't, I don't either, but that's I've heard. I, I I've heard that's the case. All right, I don't all, right. Know. all right, we're moving yeah, on now. Bring it back. Uh so Drew Barrymore out or in. Um yeah. yeah. Ugh awful uh <laughs> all right so we have a new category i came up with for this movie or sorry for this podcast uh, that i wanted to run by you uh and this this new category is called rename this movie so next week i'll need to come up with a better better title for the section but uh so so basically the idea here is uh we have no marketing background we have no idea what we're doing we don't know how to produce or sell a movie but we know better in movie titles than whoever the people came up with them are. And we're going to tell them what it should have been. Uh, right. So I will go ahead and venture my title. Uh, this comes up on a giant banner when they first enter the arena in Las Vegas. Um, there's also a random fan holding a sign that says it. And that is balls deep. Ooh. I'm a big fan Ooh. of sexual innuendos for PG 13 comedies balls deep i wish i would have started because you would have shut me up immediately after so we're gonna have a we're gonna have a limp follow-up here yeah let's see it well I, the first thing i wrote down was like it's already pretty perfect considering the name of the movie is oh it's the it's, entire movie it's not called marathon foot race yeah like okay. it's not like you know, I wrote down like it could have been called like Average Joe's. Or... Yeah, was yeah, that was one of the ones I thought of. It was like, what's the most yeah. obvious name this could have been? Yeah, but no, I thought Dodgeball was about as good as it can get. But yeah, I like that. I like Balls Deep. But I'm I'm pretty sure they say uh, the movie poster says uh, it's right here. Uh, grab life by the ball <laughs> bigger than the bigger than the title of the oh, movie it's God, like, grab yeah. life by the ball real big and then it's dodgeball underneath an underdog a true underdog story yeah which that was the original name of the movie i think was underdog story really yeah that would have been that's terrible. what that's what the imdb bible says at least that would have been bad right so did you come up with anything or was that it no that was it that's all i got all right all right well, I'm well, usually pretty well, creative about this shit, but it's like we're gonna retool that section and come back to you next week stronger. Yeah, we'll be uh, good next week. We'll be all right. <laughs> all right. So let's go to uh, one of our last topics. Now is future generations. So again, as we say every week, you and I are both fathers. Now we have boys of our own. Uh, is this a movie you would let your kid watch? Yes. Yep. You bet your ass. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Yeah. Well. I, I would let him watch it too. Whenever I don't know what the age is, and I don't. So I did some math on this. Either or some some historical reminiscing on this, and I said as soon as they start playing dodgeball in school, okay, if that's still like legally allowed. I know, like even when I was in high school, it started to be, uh, <laughs> I don't know, less and less. I don't know. Like kids would come to school with sick notes; they couldn't participate. Yeah. 
gym class because they get balls to the face or something. So I th- I think if I remember right, so maybe fifth fifth grade, somewhere around there, maybe. Well, Is that when dodgeball starts. So no, I think it's I think it might be earlier than that. So like, okay. what I wrote down was, and I don't think you're there yet either was whenever they I this is word for word whenever they understand things and can sit down for an hour and a half that's what I wrote down and we can watch it whenever like we can schedule this movie we can watch it if he just wants to either one of them wants to sit down and be like hey dude what's let's watch dodgeball or hey show me a show me a comedy from when you were a (laughs) junior in high school yeah, so so Buck's four and a half, and for about the last nine months, he's been willing to sit down for about an hour, I think, and we can get through most movies. Uh, Jurassic Park, we can get through. Uh, Star Wars, we can get through. A lot of them we can get through. Um, but most of the time, he maxes out about an hour. So yeah, I'd probably say probably another year or two. Yeah, but does uh, he understand? He to... Does he understand what's going on? Probably. There's no way he understands Jurassic Star Park, Wars. Yes. Oh, Jurassic no. Park. Yes. I mean, ninety three. Uh, Star Park Wars ninety three. I have to read and like I have to narrate to him. Um, well, yeah, the whole fucking first five minutes is reading. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bonding, whatever. Um, and so, so the last question of that tier is kind of like under what circumstances? I know that we both have, have kind of talked through those, um, but the only the additional note I have is is me sitting next to him laughing my ass off and you know trying to be like, oh yeah, you shouldn't get that joke yet, but. I think it's really funny. So you don't laugh though at that. Yeah, that that reminds me of the first time um I saw Cheech and Chong up in smoke was with my dad. I think it was like a Saturday, like uh that used to be on Comedy Central like all the time. Like my mom was out of town or something. And so he would, you know, those were the best. When they were she was out of town for a weekend, like that was like she'd go up uh up north to see her family. It's just really cloudy in that bathroom stall. I don't know. That's I had no Weather's idea. Weird. I just thought it was hilarious. I didn't yeah. understand like like weed and stuff at that time. I haven't watched it really I still since. Don't, still don't understand it. Uh, me neither. I don't never, do that shit. Yeah, never heard of it. Me neither. Uh, it's called weed. 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 Yes, weed. Like not. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it grows on a tree or something. Are those those jazz cigarettes for the, yes. mm-hmm. the saxophone player? Mm-hmm. Okay, sick of weed. Okay. Okay, I get it. It's for people with glaucoma. <laughs> oh, I see great though. So I'm okay. I guess I don't, unnecessary. I don't, I don't see well. <laughs> All right. Our last category here is memory lane revisited. Now, in the foreshadowing section, we talked about kind of what our memories were, uh, and so now this is where we challenge to see if our memories uh, from our 18-year-old selves, uh, where we were still, you know, I think probably at our highest brain functionality, probably at that time. Um, do those memories still stand? So uh, let me just go through kind of my take here before we get to our final ratings. And I went ahead and said yes, and I put a full period after that. I didn't put any kind of equivocation. I didn't say, yeah, but, I mean, we've kind of parsed through some of the, some of the issues I have with the movie. But yeah, for the most part, um, that A minus rating I gave up front, it seems fair. I think that would that would probably still be the rating I'd give it afterwards. Um, ben Stiller is super funny. Uh, but Vince Vaughn was seldom funny. He seemed to be comfortable distributing to everybody else and setting him up for bits without cashing in on too many himself. Uh, I don't know that this is uh, the next one was about the, the credit scene. I don't know if it was the first credit scene. In fact, I, I know in old school, there's a credit scene where Craig Kilborn gets, I don't know, his car goes off a bridge or a car goes off a bridge and 
hits him. I don't remember, but anyways, there's other ones. Um, so, so it probably wasn't the first one or definitely wasn't the first one, but still it was pretty good. Um, fatty make a funny. Um, and then the ESPN ate the Ocho, um, that in and of itself wasn't that funny, uh, but certainly Cotton and Pepper were. So I think most of the memories I had, uh, except for the Vin, Vince Vaughn part, I think were, were pretty accurate. Yeah. Yep. Totally agree. Then we almost had the exact same answer to the question. I put yes, but in all caps. We <laughs> and then I wrote, I can't believe that this movie was only PG-13. Like I was legitimately trying to find, like I watched the PG 13 version uh, yesterday and I was legit trying to find like, this has got to be some sort of TV rated or thing or something. Where's the rated R one. Couldn't find it either way. Final grade. Yeah. So, you know, we, we gave the same grade and same ranking methodology last week. So I'm a little bit nervous doing it here. Um, but I'll go ahead and go first, because if uh, if we have the same rating methodology, I at least want to go first this time. Um, so my rating was based off this logic. There are six dodgeball members on each team with six balls in play. And I gave it five and a half dodgeballs. Oh, my God, dude. I'm too lazy. I gave it 4.9 out of five. <laughs> so at least my methodology is slightly different. All right. All right. But we still picked, we still graded it on balls, dude. The same thing. I got balls on my oh mind, my man. God. I just have a couple more balls than you. Dude, one more ball. Red balls. Yep. Hey, but great movie. Great movie overall. And, uh, can't wait to uh, pick the next. All one. right. That that's a good point to sign off. Then please rate and review. Uh, terrible reviews on iTunes. That really helps us out. Uh, we do have at terrible reviews on social media on Twitter. I am also on Twitter at Seta five S E T A H five. Bragg, where can they find you? You can find me at Bragley. That's at B R A G G L E Y. You can also find my other podcast if you want. It is uh, an Indiana football podcast. You can find that on Twitter at podcast l e o uh we are on all of the major thingies that you listen to podcasts on yeah i can't wait to find that one crossover appeal fan out there that <laughs> we'll find that unicorn uh <laughs> so with that thank you for joining us for the movie the today dodgeball uh goodbye everybody thank you michael thanks for joining us as always see uh, you next of course. week thanks for having me see you Terrible Reviews is a member of the Shady Lawn Network. All rights reserved. It's shady.